Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Welcome to another exciting episode of Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me, that is Paul Mattingly. Across from me is Mr. Matt Donnelly. And we are here to give you dessert for your ears. Yeah, get it sticky in your <laughs> inner canal. Speaking of get it sticky, we did a uh, you and I did a radio appearance this morning. We did. On 99.7 here promoting, promoting a little Ice Cream Social. And I told uh, uh, the story of uh, the... The The sticky microphone. The sticky microphone. Handed off to Olivia Newton-John. That was really embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I thought it'd be good to also share with the the scoops, the ice cream socialists, the ice cream socialites out there doing us the uh, liberty of downloading our lovely podcast and spending an hour with us. And so uh, we get hired for crazy gigs all over town. I had this really fun gig where I was hired to MC... A special, uh, you know, casino card members only concert uh, for people who were at- attending a, a Living Newton John concert. But then, if you also remember the casino, you got treated to a bonus Shanana concert. And Shanana, are you Did, aware? You, you met then I John met, Bowser I met, Bauman? I met John. <laughs> yes. Did you really? Yes. You've blown my brain. <laughs> See, that's more impo- impressive to me than Livy Newton John. Like, I like Livy Newton John. Yeah, nothing against her, but John Bowser Bauman was a big part of my childhood. Really, I used to watch John and Nah religiously. Get out of town. I loved that show. Yeah, I thought that show was great. And he was just like, "He's ridiculous." Hey, I'm Bowser. I like barely, like you know, like I I get the reference of what you're doing, <laughs> like I, but I don't get it. Hey, check it out! I got cigarettes rolled up in my shirt sleeve. Oh, that's Whoa. him. That's the yeah. Shana guy. Yeah, that's John Bowser Bauman. Okay. Yes, he was. Yes, he was a very active member of of the concert. He has to be ninety years old. He's old. He's old. Does he dye his hair jet black still? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bowser. He's yeah, still, you do. He's still super rangy greaser. and greaser, and uh, well, no, I mean nothing's more greasy than what I did to this show. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. So, so that's the, awesome. Yeah, like uh, I would say, maybe like five hundred people in the room mm-hmm. uh, treated to dinner and uh, Shanana concert. There was a little uh, presentation of uh, a little dance number that, that the company I worked for put together. So I introduced the dance number, and then I introduced Shanana. Did they call the dinner a Shananash? <laughs> no, 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 no. They, uh, no one that clever works for a casino. No one. <laughs> it was actually all about like uh, Olivia Newton-John, really. So Shanana was kind of like this, like uh, basically like while you know uh, Olivia Newton-John was doing her actual second night of concerting, uh-huh. the Shanana concert was happening upstairs for people who saw it. That remembers or whatever the night before. Oh, okay. And so then, what happens is the in a very orchestrated way, they they were going to elevate the uh, uh, the Shanana concert to a dance contest. They're welcome people to the dance floor in front of the stage. Going to have a dance contest. Narrow it down to three dancing couples, and then Olivia Newton John would appear and post concert. Come out and judge the, the winner. Oh. Judge the final round of Let the dance guess. contest. Let me guess. They started with three couples. <laughs> well, at first, they couldn't get anyone up. Right. right yeah. Right, right, no. Right. No one wants to dance. But then, then uh, Olivia Newton-John showed up, and just seeing her, 
people went nuts and suddenly everyone's dancing. And then she has magic dance she, powers. She has magic dance powers. Like I don't even know if the people dancing were originally in the dinner. They just appeared out of nowhere. They just they came alive. They were centerpieces that came alive. Shana, came, huh? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like to me, Shana Na and Olivia Newton John are like I I, I I literally was like one of the things I, I wanted to tweet, but I didn't because I thought I might get fired if I didn't make my organization look bad. Was I was like, how exciting to someone older than me and younger than my dad. <laughs> How exciting. Right. There is a, it's a very specific not, demographic. Yeah, I was like, it was not exciting to me. And I don't think my dad would have given a you shit. It's going to be either. what? 53? Maybe. Somewhere along like, those look lines. Out, yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. 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 My dad's got me by like 40. So it was somewhere in, in the middle there. Uh, and so then, then they try to reenact the Grease like concert. Uh, so they try to like, uh, I mean, the movie rather. And so they want to like have people tap people out so that it narrows down. Ah. But when Olivia Newton John's on stage, no one's getting tapped out. Yeah. No one wants to formally leave the dance floor. No one even knows what's going on. Right. You know? Of course. So no, they, these things are never... They everybody's drunk, I'm they, sure. They can't get anyone to go. And so now my job is to announce that Living Newton-John is here to announce the dance contest. Now, right before Living Newton-John does this, the Shana concert was going on. I'm hanging out, waiting for my last thing. Uh, we were not, uh, we were not uh, fed, Paul. And you know that that's not going to do it's me... It's not cool for you, man. Anyway. No way. Blood sugar. So... Finally, they're kind of like closing up shop, and, and the, they had these really high-end desserts. And the catering people turned to me and the dancers and were like, you guys want... So describe again for me these desserts. Okay. You so say high-end dessert, but then you tell me what it is, and I'm like, get the fuck out. It's really crazy. So it was what looked like, and this is on my Instagram at Sweet Man AD if you want to check this out, because I believe this dessert was invented for Instagram. This to me, like, if this was the only food picture I've ever posted, because to me, Instagram means food pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's who I follow. And... Um, it, it, it looks like a hamburger next to a high heel shoe, a fancy high heel shoe. And all of it is chocolate. Mm-hmm. But it, like the colors are accurate. Like the bun looks like a bun with sesame yeah. seeds on it. There's green for the lettuce. There's red for the tomato. Did they call it the Hasselhoff's Wild Night? That's what, the, <laughs> that's what it should have been. This dessert was invented by <laughs> David. No, that's a better joke than a rim shot. There's no, that wasn't a pun. That was a good, solid ribbing and recalling of David Hasselhoff's cheeseburger incident. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I've uh, here's the thing. Look if you're David listening Hasselhoff right now, cheeseburger right if, now. If you don't know what we're talking about, I envy your position <laughs> that you didn't. Have that to you see have. It. Like, I would love to go back to the time where I hadn't seen the David Hasselhoff <laughs> cheeseburger, cheeseburger rant. Right, and then like have that come into my brain for the first time again <laughs> that is so sad i mean so sad alcoholism is sad it's so sad mm-hmm. but it's david hasselhoff and yes can i be insensitive enough to put a distance between me and david hasselhoff to laugh at his alcoholism at its worst yes i can and he's he's recovered since then he's yeah, gotten he's better fine. since then he's alive he's fine <laughs> he, he eats cheeseburgers in a much more dignified manner <laughs> <laughs> he may have even pets things up with his daughter. I was going to say the, the 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 real crux of that video is that yeah. his daughter is filming it. That's his what daughter is filming just... it, and his daughter posted it as oh. like a way, like yeah, this, to like if, wake if up. You won't Dad. listen to your family. Maybe you listen to your fans. Look That's here, dark. Look here, Michael Knight, man without a past. <laughs> Better figure it out. <laughs> right. So I go into this thing like Hasselhoff. I go after this dessert like Hasselhoff, and I'm eating. And so like it's a, it's a quickly handed to us on the side, and we kind of grab a table that isn't occupied in the way. So you're digging in side, into we're a digging chocolate into it. hamburger, and we weren't. This isn't. We're not at a proper table, and it's and everybody's cleaning up. So I am not given. Uh, I'm 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 elbow deep into this dessert, and I'm wearing a rented tuxedo, and I was not given a napkin, or utensils, and so I'm just kind of like negotiating 
this uh, this fancy dessert. Was it chocolate? Just chocolate, or was it different kinds of chocolate? Was it, was, it different sorts of? It was dessert food. Yeah, it was, it was desserty food. Like I'd say, the bun was like cake. Oh, uh, but like okay. a little more solid. Yeah, well, like, like a see, brownie type. See, of I love I love gummy candies that are shaped like other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the yeah, make yeah. your own hamburger gummy and all that stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was is there like anything that, gummy chocolate-y. in it? No, it was all chocolatey. It was it was high end. Yeah, it was high end. It was for me because I I don't like gummies. I prefer, I'll take chocolate over gummy every time. Yeah, you 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 depends on the day. Okay, so you it will really you does. will go gummy over. Uh, yeah, certain times I'm like, yeah, I just want some. That's gummies. like my like my wife will always try like the fruit. Sweet stuff that's at like the uh, you know like all those serve your own yogurt places. Yeah, and I'm always like, what are you doing? Get like chocolate. chocolate, chocolate, vanilla, caramel. Like those are the things that yeah, those ice are the cream, money makers. Ice cream, yeah. yeah, very I, rare that I go I, for a. I, I do not like a fruit in my ice cream. No, very rare. Do not like it. No. Um. So, uh. Yeah. So I'm loving this <laughs> dessert, right? And then what happens is my hands are uh sticky. They're gross. Mm-hmm. They're like, like you've ever let give like a kid like a ring pop in a sandbox, like that kind of gross wow. city, gross is happening. And then I uh, suddenly am pulled on my tugged on my arm. Like Olivia's here. We need we need to get we need to get this going. And they hand me my microphone, and like a panicked ogre, I simply take the microphone. Yeah. I just yeah sure let's do this. And I'm thinking like well. I will uh, do my thing. I'll uh, introduce Olivia and, and the rules of the finals and the dance contest and the prizes like I'm supposed to do, like the professional fucking MC I am. Right. And then meagerly apologize to the sound guy as I return the microphone. That's what I will do. Hope you got and a handy or, or, wipe, brother. Yeah, and hope he has a handy wipe or find one. Like, let me go get one and I'll wipe this down. I'll hand this back to you. This was my plan. It sounds like a solid plan. All of a sudden, I announce all the prizes. Olivia's on stage. People going nuts. She gives a look to the left, look to the right. Olivia Newton-John, folks, does not have a microphone near her. <sighs> Matt, give him your microphone. No. But I uh, do, but uh, I do, but uh, I do, uh, okay. I hand Olivia Newton-John this basically sticky, shit-covered, mic. shit-covered microphone. No! <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and let me tell you something. Olivia Newton-John, how old is she? I think she's like 60-something, 70-something, maybe. Uh-huh. Well, it's offensive if she's 60-something. I, I don't know. Maybe. But she looks great for right. her. Like, she is... How is she at licking chocolate off a microphone? <laughs> you know what? Like, amazing. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to know. Like, amazing. That's what I wanted to know. Uh, so my, she gets it, she's like... <laughs> my... <What>? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> You're a creature, like it's such a gross sound. Everyone listening right now is like, oh god. But now picture Liam and John doing it. Yeah. Let's get physical. She has an Australian accent. She has an Australian accent. Let's get physical. Everyone did a great job at the dancing. I really liked it. I think you're all really great dancers. Oh. Amy got some more of this chocolate on these these microphones. Who who dipped the microphones in chocolate? I need, I need six more microphones. Six more mics, please. Covered in chocolate, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, all all of the brief romance I had with this woman has gone instantly as I had. Well, yeah, because um, now she's in love with the chocolate dip mic. <laughs> 
She you can't no compete offense. with that shit. She just gets out her hotel room key and says goodnight, everyone. Night, everybody. Me and the chocolate dip Mike are going back to my room. <laughs> my sweet, if you will. <laughs> Ooh, how sweet it is. Oh, man. Well, we, we, and then Paul and I did this radio appearance. We just told this story on the radio. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you did not do the creature licking voice. No, I didn't. I didn't turn Olivia Newton John into a mic licking fiend. But do you remember? So do you remember what happened at the end of our interview that we did this morning? Do you remember what happened? No. That they wanted to take a picture with us. Oh yes. And then I, I rushed there. And so you I were like, in, I was in my like. You were like, please don't show my bare white legs. Yeah, I hate pictures of me in shorts. And it turns out that's the only thing they tweeted. They might as well just tweeted my kneecaps. <laughs> That's the it's only just your thing. legs up. They did. I just right ass like, legs. You'll crop it, right? Oh yeah, we're totally cropping. I was like, I really just want this cropped. We stood nice and tight sure. together. Yeah, it's it's actually like jokingly uncropped. The photo sure. they tweeted. Yeah, us. No, like, I'm sure. Literally, like the ceiling. Matt, you gotta know. Don't ask for things you don't want. That's what they get. They get it in their mind. Like the, these people that you know, you, you tell people, like, "Hey, uh, could I get no fries with that?" And they bring you extra fries. Yeah. Right. Could I have this burger plain? It's smothered in something. Yes. Right? It's like it's like so. Just I go the other way sometimes. I just I That's tell just people the no. wrong thing. <laughs> Could I have blood and uh, a, a used dog? <laughs> that's and how then I get yeah. That's how I go to the, the McDonald's and they'll be like, uh, "We have your order at the window," and it's exactly what I want. <laughs> it sounds like reverse logic, but it works. Okay, I'll try so it. Order blood and a used dog, and you'll come out with just what you need. Did you see the photo? Literally, they have. The, I haven't the, seen it. They literally. Well, have, I, I value my eyesight. I don't want to be blinded <laughs> by your albino <laughs> knees. Albino I uh, <laughs> I look I look like a cake pop when I wear shorts. Like I have skinny legs and a round belly. <laughs> I'm just a walking Starbucks cake pop, and that's why I hate photos of me in shorts. So I hate it. I hate it. And not only is my full body in it, because literally, like, can you take a photo of us? And the woman said, "Sure," and like ran to like another building and then hung out. Like that's how far away she went. Yeah. To take this photo. <laughs> it's really far away. And I literally was like, "Can we not do a full body? Can we just keep it cropped? You nope. know, belly up, Big. chest up." Big shot of the whole studio. Yeah. We got to show that it's in a studio. Yeah, we got to show it's in a studio. So literally, like, the light on the ceiling is in the shot. <laughs> like, there's, like, an overhead, like, in, it's just in there. The fluorescent, like, office light is in there. She's a social media expert, not a photographer. <laughs> you think? I mean, in general, like, everyone, crop I, photos. I've, I've, I pride myself on being able to take a mean picture. Yeah. I really do. I, I, I think, it, because part of it is just because through osmosis yeah. of having my picture taken so many hundreds of thousands of times in character. Yes. And then kind of seeing the results and kind of just getting a feel for who's possibly got their head You got around. your blue steel. Paul, you got your Mattingly blue steel down. Yeah, I got it. I got yeah. it down. Uh, the, the classic is what I call it. <laughs> you have a look called the classic? You know, you know my move, the classic? Yeah. You've seen it. I mean, if you see so. enough photos of me, it's, it's, it's yeah. mouth wide open. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. cheesy ridiculous grin, eyes yeah. wide. Yeah, ah, the classic. Begging for a dick in your mouth. Exactly. I've been doing it for so long, it's hilarious. <laughs> Almost twenty years ago, a friend of mine got married, and yeah. I was I was in his wedding, and they were taking the wedding photos and everything. And when the wedding photos came back, his bride was so mad because she's like, "What the fuck is wrong with your friend ah! <laughs> making this crazy face?" And it was in every photo, and it's in everything because I always make it. And 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 my buddy Chris was just like, "That's just what he does. That's, that's his what face. He, does. he doesn't know any other way. He doesn't know how else to take a picture." <laughs> but when you yeah. were a uh, a, Bo- a Borg, 
a Klingon. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you ass. I had a 50-50 shot. I thought no, Klingon, you Klingon played. Borg. Oh, boy. No, because you speak Klingon, right, so it's Klingon. Right. That's I how was I'll never remember from now on. That's how I'll remember going forward. <laughs> um, you didn't pose with that face as a Klingon. No. No, no emotions. No, no, no. no. Wait. <laughs> a Vulcan? Damn it. We have emotions. <laughs> We have emotions, but it's rare for a Klingon to be to be giddy. <laughs> Vulcan Klingon fork. Mm-hmm. Trouble, yeah. trouble. What are those little things? Tribbles. Tribbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, for four. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so you didn't pose with that. That you didn't pose with never the classic. Uh, 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 unless we were backstage, I have one or two of me backstage doing oh, the classic. The makeup, as, yeah. As, yeah, one or two. And those. Those are a fortune on eBay right now. Valuable <laughs> shit. Valuable shit. I'm going to tell you something that drives me crazy. And once I tell you it, you can't look at Facebook is it, photos the same. Is it fine young cannibals? <laughs> Wait, what? Is it fine young cannibals? What? They drive you crazy. <laughs> I'm going to show you that video. Um, In an infinite loop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would drive you crazy. No, um, I would love that video. That video was great. Would, my biggest pet peeve of uh, Facebook photos is when people pose... As if the photo will be cropped, and people post it uncropped. <laughs> and once you see this, you can't. All you all you do is see it in every photo, where like the people on the edges are clearly just leaning in, and their bodies are like awkward out, like like a like a like a walrus, you know, trying to get out of a fish tank. And then their head is turned post perfectly forward. Uh. But like they clearly are saying, like my body's not going to be in the shot. I'm just sticking my head into this clearly framed photo. And then the person just posts it wide. And so they just really make the people on the edges of the photos look like total dipshits for being in the photo. And it happens to me all the time. And I've like had to take proactive steps to stop posing on the I edge don't, of photos. I don't take that many yeah. group shots group that shots. It happens. Yeah. yeah, I'm friends with a lot of musical theater folks. They uh, yeah, document no, I, everything. I, I can see exactly how, how it's going down. <laughs> the crowd you roll with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone get together. We might never have coffee like this every Tuesday ever again. Guys, this is our time. <laughs> this is our time. This <laughs> is a special time. It's, it's the Goonies speech every meal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is our time down here in this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and then one guy, yeah, well, I'm taking the barista's tip because I put this tip in here. <laughs> and my dream didn't come true. So fuck that barista. <laughs> Princess of Power, I got this pastry. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Paul, have you ever thought about going vegan? Uh, thought about it. How did that go? It <laughs> <laughs> lasted not long. I mean, my wife uh, had gone vegan for a while. How long did she go vegan for? Uh, she was vegetarian for many, many years. I'm going to say probably off and on about 10 years. Okay. And then uh, she met me. And there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm the I'm the slippery slope. <laughs> you, she still one turkey leg at a Ren fair. She still does a lot of her diet is vegetarian. Okay, but she's not averse to eating meat on occasion. Right, yeah, right, right. She's right, not. Right. She's not super crazy strict about it. But yeah, I had a friend. I did. I invited. She's very healthfully. But it was another Matt. I invited my friend Matt uh, Love from New York to join me at a comedy festival in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and he is a, uh, a mostly vegan vegetarian, and uh, he. I said like I you know well, well we're, you know a lot of good restaurants in South Carolina a lot of good restaurants in Charleston like let's go out right and I said no, what are you I, even I'm thinking eat, I'm saying I'm like I said I'm gonna eat meat you know and he's like oh don't I'm fine I mean I I, I have all my friends you know of different diets I don't care nothing about doesn't bother me doesn't bother me at all right 
However, and on the third day, we're like eating like our, our ninth meal together. And he literally goes like, I mean, you really eat like a lot of meat. <laughs> like I had broken his barrier yeah, yeah, of yeah. tolerance. Yeah. After three meals. Just, just like, <laughs> he just was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, I'm in uh, we're, we're some of the greatest restaurants. They have great everything. And the, the best meals are meat oriented meals of these. Yeah. And I was like, he's right. I do fuck like, like I have to have like meat of every meal. Like mm-hmm. it's not. And the, and 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 the one one of the like uh, books I even I read even read a book on 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 vegan stuff. And one was like, when was the last time anyone went to the hospital for being protein deficient? And I was like, good point. That's a good point. <laughs> like I don't need a ton of protein. Yeah, I eat too much of it. it there's a uh, there's a there's a line. So now there's a study out that talks about the carbon footprint of meat eaters versus. Vegans. I know we're not doing the world any favors by eating beef. <laughs> that's that's a fact. Now I read this article. Like it's, now, there 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 are other friends who are vegetarians. That you know, when we were younger and we were more advocates for for changing other people's lives, you know, that wanted to show me like pictures of a meat packing plant or yeah, whatever. And like, if you watch this, you'll never eat meat again. And I was like, I'm you're so mistaken. <laughs> I'll feel bad for a day. Yeah, and I'll still eat meat every day. Bacon. You yeah. smell bacon, and I smell that's bacon, it. and then that's really it's all. Taste. And I don't mean like I see a cop. I mean no. like uh, I smell actual bacon. Look out! Five um, zero, five zero. <laughs> um. Now with the carpet footprint argument, it's it's also like I do eat a lot of meat. I should maybe just chill out on the meat thing. Um. But also, then it makes me <laughs> the actual thought that popped in my head right when I read the article is that like uh, we should clone meat. Why don't we clone meat? We can, yeah, they do. They we, we absolutely can. They can grow it in a lab, and they can do it. And we, it's just don't uh, do it. It's just an expensive process right now. Still, not I, some places have even tried to like pass laws that they won't let cloned meat into restaurants. Yeah, or I guess things like that too. Yeah, at all. That's all going to change. It has to, right, dude? We got what fifteen years of water left in Vegas. <laughs> Shit's going to hit the fan real soon. Things are going to get real weird. Yeah. Things are going to get real weird. I'm pro-cloned meat. I'm into it. Yeah. All these little petty arguments that people are having about, you know, what's legit yeah. grown food and all the, you know, the the, the, the Monsanto march and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once the world is starving. Food gets weird. Food's going to get Weird. weird, yeah, and that gonna get weirder. That is, uh, and as a as a fatty, I make this argument. When people discuss time travel hypothetically, like if I go to a different time or whatever. And I was like, we are we live in the best time of food. Mm-hmm. Like we without live, a doubt, we live. Uh, we still have fish in the ocean. We're in, yeah, we're in a food bubble. <laughs> we are. We are in a we're total in a food bubble. A good food bubble. And pretty soon that bubble's bubble. gonna pop. <laughs> it's gonna pop, and we're gonna eat. Yeah. you know, strawberry meat, mostly <laughs> corn remnants. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fresh to you from the farmer. I'm eating. Corn apple ribs. Have your corn remnants. <laughs> Don't forget two corn remnants a day for optimal, not death. <laughs> but we clone food that we don't care about. But what do meat, you mean? Every <laughs> banana, every banana you eat is a clone. Yeah, every and it better be. You eat is a clone. It better be because bananas are endangered. Well, the thing is that you What's know, it? bananas and avocados are on the chopping block. I think so. There was a warning. Here's the thing. There was a warning about bananas becoming the ones that we know becoming extinct. The ones that we know. No, the the very common banana. You mean so like the the stronger, more uh, more uh, hearty plantain shall endure? Well, yeah, that- the smaller. Yeah, because they don't. They're not clones. 
Okay. Like they actually grow and 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 and, and they actually use the regular. So seeds it's because of the cloning that they're dying out. Right, so there's like a fungus amongst bananas. There's a fungus among us. There's yeah, a fungus amongst that that can wipe out all of it because it's all the same plant. And that same like, strain. There's no that, evolution happening. Got it. They're not develop, developing an immunity because right. it's the same. And 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 if you were to travel back in time and eat a banana, Paul, it would taste different than the banana that you have now and the common grocery store banana. And that banana is gone. That banana is already gone. That there's already a type of banana that we will never eat never ever again. Have again. And the one that we clone is because it's both good tasting yes and that it can be shipped and that it can it ripens it during shipments it holds and yeah. so that by the time it arrives in the grocery store the timing of it and its resiliency to uh you know other elements when it tries to grow See, it's all there's like a the clear plant. clear evidence of man's intervention in the evolutionary chain completely chaining tra- yeah. changing a strain of of life yeah and so we do it with plants all the time and also we do it with meat and it gets gross and we don't want to do it we don't want to grow meat yeah, I mean, I think it's even, it's better to grow it than have it be a connected to a sentient little critter. The two snacks you've brought with you today to do this podcast, I can't think of worse snacks to bring to, to do an audio podcast. I haven't snacked on them since we've started, but now... I see you going for it. I got Paul it. has in front of him Sour Patch Kids and yep. Milk Duds. Now, Milk Duds... Milk I mean, Duds are radio doom. That's, There's no that's, two way about that's it. That's the dumbest thing you can eat. Yeah. I mean, and it has milk in it. Milk, milk in the title. <laughs> Milk does nothing good for the throat. No milk in that. There's no milk in that. <laughs> give, me the, give me the ingredients. Give me the ingredients of that thing right now. No, <laughs> give me the ingredients. <laughs> Careful, they're open. Oh, okay. Hold on. Ingredients. What do you think is the What do you think is the first ingredient? High fructose corn syrup. Uh, correct, corn syrup. No, it doesn't say high fructose. So good news. Good news Hur- in your type. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> your type 2 diabetes won't set in for a week later than you Yay. thought, Paul. Uh, after corn syrup, what's the next ingredient? Syrup of corn. <laughs> Close. Sugar. Yeah. So in case the corn syrup wasn't sweet enough. We don't have high fructose, so we're going to do corn syrup and sugar. Next is uh, vegetable oil. And then we have cocoa butter palm. Just palm, not in palm oil. Oh, no, that's, that's what the vegetable oil is made of. Cocoa butter, palm, shea, sunflower, and or safflower oil. Now, whenever I hear and or in ingredients, I feel like I'm getting ripped off. Like, did I get the good cocoa butter milk duds or did I get the safflower? Safflower? Safflower. S-A-F-F-L-O-W-E-R. Safflower. Dextrose. And then, oh, what do we have here, Paul? Non-fat milk. I'm glad that they went (laughs) (laughs) non-fat. They're, uh, they're health conscious. <laughs> I like that they're like, eh, I know we said milk duds, but let's do skim milk. And the funniest thing is, even with its caloric intake, it'd be funny if they put skim milk duds. I love skim they, milk they duds. advertise skim milk duds, but they do not. <laughs> they do not. And it has a little brown sugar, a little whey, a little mono and diglycerides. Brown sugar, why do you taste so oh, good? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, geez, here we go. The next ingredient is milk fat. <laughs> what are they doing? You know what they're doing. They're taking Bait the and fat. and switch, baby. <laughs> they're taking the milk fat out of the Because this is a classic milk. advertising thing. Even for people who are reading the ingredients. Yeah. You get halfway through and non-fat milk and you go, non-fat milk? <laughs> Health. <laughs> and you throw it in your cart. You don't look again. But eight, eight lines down. The fat from the milk. What? 
but we've proven just recently, just in the last couple of weeks, big news about how fat is not the enemy. No, sugar in food, is. sugar is. Yeah. Thank God I've got my Sour Patch Kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> the sour knocks that sugar right out. Totally. Yeah. If you, if you didn't know. <laughs> I do it this way? This is a disaster. You toss it, toss it. It's going to be a, be a disaster. disaster. Oh, God. Okay, we're good. That's fine. Um, no duds were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> if you were mug duds, it'd be like I'm doing a show with Livy Newton John. Sai, you don't have any mute duds, do you? I've run straight out of microphones. So yeah, so I'm trying to eat less, a little less meat. I'm gonna see what it's, see what it's like to be on the. Uh, when did this decision happen? Minutes ago. Yeah. All right. Great. Uh, Get like, out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here with this. I've decided. I'm a week with no uh, uh, soda, which is good for me. Is that is that hard? It used to be. It's not. It was. It wasn't hard like I thought it would be. Okay. Maybe that's because it's so hot. Yeah, and the water is a better thing anyway. <laughs> right, right. Go At this point, my body's water. like, "Yeah, water, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's good." Um, but yeah, water and tea is gonna be it for me for a while. Do you so, like? Uh, do you? Because I know that when I try to diet, I fixate. All I do is think about how I'm not eating all day. There, I had three, three, three separate, vivid dreams of drink <laughs> of drinking soda. You haven't seen. Before. I woke up three mornings in a row. I was like, "Oh, I dreamed I drank a soda," and and I and 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 like it was this wonderful, guilty, yeah, fuck you, everybody thing. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. I That's go through and 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 the fucked up thing was in the one dream. I remember drinking a Pepsi, which is like sacrilege. And you woke up like I was like, "What? I enjoyed a Pepsi? <laughs> Wrong with me?" You know, my dad he quits smoking, and sometimes he wakes up from a dream where, like, in his dream, he smokes, and the anxiety like hits him and he wakes up right of right. like oh i broke my code yeah mm-hmm. and then you had that with pepsi i had anxiety dreams. <laughs> i was like i guess i had rationaled enough like well you're not drinking a coke which is what you really want yeah i don't know my uh uh you know pepsi's it, the worst but, uh, yeah. <laughs> i hate so pepsi i hate it so much i'm such a coke fiend and i really i mean like i go crazy on coke i gotta not because if i yeah. drink one it becomes an obsession for a month and a half and i have cokes for days in my fridge ready to go and right I get, I get really i do really really get hooked on it when we were younger the cola wars were like a legit thing it's a real thing it was uh, a real thing we were guys, i lost a lot of friends <laughs> people don't remember half my high school i mean was, i can't it even awful it was awful they were pepsi people and yeah I, but I just, uh, they're not they're not my friends anymore yeah but as a kid i remember actually not caring and now i actually i i don't dislike pepsi with the fervor that you do but i am disappointed when i when i hear pepsi but i would still prefer a cola or something when i want well i think it's interesting that out here every time you're in a restaurant if you order a soda yeah and i love the the the, the phrase is pepsi okay yes that's that's exactly there's like a sympathetic like is pepsi okay look guys i know i know i know you didn't expect this when you came in here and i hope our food outweighs your need to stay loyal to your preferred Pepsi product or cola product. Yeah. And then do you, cause you go and to this, you go to those nifty comic book shops. Yeah. And they all like every, they always have those fridges of different crazy sodas. They, they have, have novelty wild sodas. Yes. Yeah. So have you found a cola that parallels Coke in any way? Um, there are, are a few specialty colas 
that are right up there, pretty good, but nothing is like Coke. Yeah. Coke has just got whatever they got in there, and it's like you're locked in. You're done. You're locked in, It's a part of your brain. It's the best. It is really good. It's so good. It's it's terrible, and it's terrible. I got to not ever drink it again. <laughs> I'll try. Should I'll we try. give Paul a moment? Paul, why don't you go ahead and sing a song? Say goodbye to Coca-Cola. Let's do this right. Let's just get Tony Longworth's music up here. Red and white, silver can, how I caress you in my hand. Pop the top, hear the fizz, when I sip on you, it's like nectar and jizz. (laughs) Oh, Coca-Cola, you're the best that there is. Oh, Coca-Cola, sweet, sweet nectar and cheese. Goodbye, Coke. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and honestly, right now, Monsanto's listening to me like, nectar and jizz. We got to yes. make that happen. We got to make it. Well, they once, did. Once, they the, did. The, once the great drought happens, we'll make nectar and jizz. That was what Surge was, <laughs> for those of you guys who remember Surge. <laughs> Surge Cola. God, Surge, man. I drank so much fucking Surge. Oh, man. Oh, God. That was the vi- that was video game fuel before video game fuel was marketed as a video game oh, fuel. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. man. We had we had this really cool... When I used to go to uh, Cincinnati uh, to uh, commute to my job, I'd stay with my brother and his crew. They were all Xavier students, and they were all computer nerds. And this was early okay. computer nerd time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is 90... Seven ninety eight, and uh, the they, internet is still basically a myth. They had this. Well, no, I mean these guys were these guys had gone so far. There was eight of them, and they had this room with six computers in it. They had, okay, they had, they had built their own computer lab, a super inside computer their house. Okay, uh, you know it was it was a nerd house. You know, full 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 of nerds. It was great, and they had all gone in on purchasing a T one line. For oh, their home. okay. So they had right. So this was in '97. So you can imagine, you know. So most of these guys died from masturbating. Basically, all of us. First time to have high speed. But we would play, uh, LAN, Command and Conquer, mm-hmm. and drink Surge Cola until four in the morning on a regular basis. Oh my gosh, it was great. <laughs> Those were great times. That is one of the saddest things I've ever heard. It was so much fun though. Was, oh, now this coming from Jacob who just admitted to me that his recreational activity consists of sitting around playing quarter poker while wrestling plays in the background. So, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's what you guys were talking that about. Is, before that is true. We that is true. Before we came on, yeah. That's what he used to do with Sam Brown. <laughs> See, that's, so, that's a man's night out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. It's all the same. It's all all the same. We all. It's all the same. We need something visually stimulating. What was this game? Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer. You don't know about Command and Conquer? I don't think so. Command and Conquer actually has a lot of Vegas history in it. Created by Westwood Studios, which was one of the first game companies out here. There were a few after that, but Westwood Studios had. I can its tell by just by your first two sentences, you know a shitload about this game. It's a very important <laughs> game. It's a very important game. Uh, our friend Mark Cram. Yes, he worked with Westwood. Off oh, that's and on, right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Petroglyph Studios. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, Mark, was actually uh, part of the team that developed the first uh, the uh, Dune Two. So you know, Electric Dune, Boogaloo. Well, Dune Two, Dune Two was ostensibly the first example of a real time strategy game. Okay. 
So you've got today's modern modern uh, extensions of uh, what is it? Uh, no, what's it called? The Blizzard one, StarCraft. Okay, StarCraft and WarCraft. Blizzard have taken it to the front, but right. before StarCraft and WarCraft, there was Command and Conquer, and that was the first real time strategy game that really took M- off in a big big way. M M O R P G. No, real time strategy. R T S. R T S. Not M M O R P G. R T S. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to go with the one specific I knew about yep. Blizzard games. Good good try. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's World of Warcraft. That's World of Warcraft. But uh yeah, it was great. And you could you can you would sit and build your own little base and then you'd you'd fight your friends and it was great. All right. Well, well since we're already here, we might as well get into it. The uh the jock versus nerd. We are already thing. here. Yeah, we're already here. We might as well just go pull that fucking pull trigger. It. But yeah, lots of my uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it is time! <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. Time for Jack versus Oh, man. Explosion! Explosion. Yeah! Oh, next Jack vs. Nerd is in. I love it. Oh, man. That it's all about that money note. It's all about that, that yeah. air metal note. That like I picture like mm-hmm. uh, glasses shattering in people's hands. Nectar and jizz. Nectar and jizz. That song is. Sid more junk versus nerd sound cues. I like having options. Yeah, I like having <laughs> options too. I was surprised. I was like, wait a minute, and then I was like, oh yeah, I know what this is. It's a good one. Um, so uh, let's say um, uh, I'm trying to think of the way we to phrase go. this. What? Oh, no, okay. Oh, I, you've got a question. No, I've, yeah, I have my thing. I'm you trying to figure out a way to turn thing. it into. I have my jock thing. I'm trying to figure out a way to turn it into a question because I like to leave it open ended for you. I basically go through like uh, every every fact has like a, a, a two or three facets, and I'm like, which one is open enough that I want the most guesses from you? I'll just guess right off the bat with Shaquille O'Neal. How about <laughs> no, that? No, no, because that's the thing is I don't want to do who. That doesn't give you enough comedic <laughs> options. All right, here we okay, go. Okay, so I'm gonna say uh, I'll start. Okay, so LeBron James. Yes. Op- opted out of his contract. He left the Heat. Well, he's he, he could leave the Heat. He's a free agent. He uh, could also resign and go back to the Heat. The uh, reason why players do this is because they can get more, they get more, more money. money. It's a or, ploy. Yeah, it's a ploy. So they mm-hmm. opt out early, thinking that like two years from now, maybe they won't want me for five years, but now they want me for five years, so I'll opt out now mm. and get a five-year get contract. A contract. You know what I'm doing time. for the next five years. Not it a could, bad deal. Could be money or length of work. That's the way, that's the way it goes down. Now... Uh, the now this everyone thought it was a done deal. He wants to go right back to the Heat. He just was opting out so that everyone can like move around their money again. And LeBron and and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh famously all took uh, pay cuts to work with each other, right? So they could surround themselves with talent to win uh, two out of four attempts at the championship. Um, to make it that far, is still pretty good. They're 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 yes, good. They are good. They're they're, they're uh, we should it should be noted they are good at basketball. Everybody dislikes them now. <laughs> Everybody dislikes them, but. Well, good here's play. the thing. So the rumor is that LeBron is, is demanding what uh, as a salary when a he comes special back. special hat. <laughs> this is why, this is why wants, I want to leave it open-ended He exemptions <laughs> so he can wear a hat during <laughs> the game. Court. You know, he actually did get in trouble for what he wore. Uh, he Someone broke his nose, and he decided he would keep playing because he's a tough motherfucker. Yeah. And, uh, did he, he go wore, Bill Beer with it? He wore a black mask. He wore a black mask like fucking Zorro and shit. Oh, wow. And people went nuts. They loved it? They loved it. And the NBA was like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't, do, we don't do fashion with medical equipment. 
You put on a clear mask like Bill Lambeer, and you look like an idiot. And he's like, like find every me. other NBA player. And he's like, find me. Well, he, he took the fines. He right? thought about taking the fines, and then he, he just relented and took over the plastic. Went over the clear plastic. Man, my missed the, opportunity. Totally, I would love to market the hell out of that. I would totally have hopped on that bandwagon. And LeBron why James said, "Fuck it, I'm going to wear the black mask." Why not let all the players wear crazy masks? You know, they went through a whole phase. <laughs> Like all the time. Why not? Like all the time. Yeah. Get a bunch of old get a bunch of old seventies Halloween masks. It'd be awesome. You have Casper the Friendly Ghost, Wendy the Witch. Into the game. Who knows? Who knows who won? MVP goes to we don't know. Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I mean, dude, you gotta have some fun. Cut loose. Put people in crazy masks. You know, the NBA went through a weird thing in the in the late 90s into early 2000s where they started instituting all kinds of codes to kind of rein it in because people were finding all kinds of creative ways to where... These were all laws passed stuff. strictly against... Uh, What's his name? Uh, oh, do you know? I'm going to say, I was going to say, basically there's one name that really this is about. Uh, what's, it, what's his name? Uh, Allen Iverson. Oh, Iverson. I was going to yeah. say Rodman. Oh, uh, Rodman. Well, he, he, he was a little bit later. No, no. Rodman was actually uh, around the same time or earlier. Um, but Rodman but just did it with the hair. Yeah, and they let that go. And then the tattoo thing. Rodman was a, kind of like a pioneer of the tattoo thing. The tattoos are everywhere. Everyone Everybody has, has tattoos. tattoos. It's crazy. Now, now even the white guys are covered. Like, yeah. no, you, you just get tattoos. Everybody's tatted up. Except for the Spurs, because they're all foreign. Foreigners don't get tattoos. Mm -hmm. But all Americans who play basketball are covered in tattoos regardless of race. Nuts. No. Uh, which is good for the tattoo industry. I'm, I'm, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big move on well, the lobby. I tell you the truth. If you want a really good tattoo, it costs a lot of money to get a really it good does. tattoo. It does. It does. To get a really good tattoo. Yes. And those guys have some really cool tattoos. You can get a shitty one for cheap, 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 cheap. Yeah. You can do it yourself. I'll do one. <laughs> I'll do one real cheap. It'll just be a Sharpie. It'll wash off in a day. Uh, but uh, yeah, so... so Basically, they start doing the dress code stuff. Mm -hmm. So certain length of sock. Well, yeah, you couldn't wear certain sleeves. You couldn't they like people wearing sleeves underneath their basketball, like their own. Mm -hmm. But it's supposed to be medical. Like it's supposed to help my shoulder. It's supposed to help my elbow. People now wearing wearing all those tails. They're wearing those fake tails. They have those <laughs> animal sensor animal tails. It's like puma. no, no you puma can't, tails. Can't dunk with your puma tail yeah, unless you're on the pumas. People wearing an eye patch for no reason. <laughs> just well, just pirate. That pirate. was the thing. They were claiming pirate heritage. <laughs> They were like, yar, me ancestors. <laughs> Pass me the rock, yar. Pass me the rock. <laughs> I'm open, yar. <laughs> I'm over here <laughs> on the three-point line. Well, in the, the best, I loved Allen Iverson's defense. Allen Iverson wore these big-ass big baggy jeans. He wore these huge Mr. T-like gold chain regalia. And he'd wear like, um, basically like um, autograph collector's um, uh, basketball jerseys of other players. He would he would just wear underneath like, a, like no that's what he'd wear two games and after games he would dress up he would a, dress up like another player yeah he would wear yeah he'd wear another basketball player's jersey but like from like like a store not during the game no 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 oh, not during okay. the game. after game post game so so going into and out of games there's oftentimes fun. the players are often seen on television loading in and out of the bus and right? now they force them all to wear suits correct correct and then Island Iverson's argument was great because he was like, you know what? A good suit can cost, you know, whatever, $600, $1,000. He's like, these jeans I'm wearing are $2,000 jeans. This jersey is a, an authentic collectible game worn signed by the athlete. This is worth grand, like, right? yeah, yeah, it's worth thousands of dollars. These gold chains I'm wearing are worth a bunch of money. So like I'm wearing Way more much more money, stuff. more expensive than designer mm -hmm. and high end stuff than these suits that you're telling us mm -hmm. to wear. So he was, he was anti, but he was great.
He was great. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, I, Allen Iverson was one of the best post game. You you just couldn't wait to hear that guy talk after a game. That's awesome. He was he was great. He was great in like like a WWE type of way yeah, for the game. As you should be. Yes. It's yeah, entertainment. Yeah. It's yeah. not just sport anymore. No. Anybody who thinks it's sport anymore. Right. Doesn't live in Las Vegas and realize no, no, the no. fix is in. No. Like we, you don't <laughs> get them that often. Charles Barkley was of course amazing yep. for that and still is. Um, I'm trying to think of players now that are good for post game saying whatever the hell they want. Well, I mean, you said Shaq earlier. Shaq oh, yeah. was Shaq was great. solid. Shaq was great. If you could understand him. Yeah. Right. You'd be like, and then someone would translate later on, and you'd be like, oh, good one, Shaq. <laughs> With subtitles, Shaq is hilarious. That was hilarious, Shaq. <laughs> Translated, that says, that's not a microphone, Olivia. <laughs> I thought it was. So sorry. <laughs> but it's covered in chocolate. <laughs> it is chocolate. <laughs> I always wanted to, my brother, oh, who, who is actually going to be our guest next. My brother's an animator and illustrator uh, who I always wanted him to do things for free for me, and he doesn't. Um, I wanted a loop when Jay Leno was on. I wanted a loop of, I wanted him to draw uh, Shaquille O'Neal on The Tonight Show with uh, with uh, his leg like draped over the, over the desk uh-huh. and Jay Leno like tucked underneath like Shaq's knee interviewing him. And I just wanted to go like, and I just wanted that on a loop. I just wanted to play that constantly. My brother did not find time to do this. Wow, surprising. That would. What would that be for? Just to have? Just a gif that repeats over and over? A sound filled gif? Because it's not funny without the. It's just that I play when people came over. <laughs> we used to do, you know, what we used to do at parties when I, I lived in a big party house with like I don't four know. guys. <laughs> What's the way to go into that? Where you, where that doesn't, that question doesn't bother you. Um, anyhow, this one time I lived in a house, but we were watching. No way! Yeah, this <laughs> podcast gets crazier every week. <laughs> Secrets revealed. <laughs> We were watching infomercials, uh, not sober, well, um, uh, and they showed like those old people scooters. You know, they called like the, the jazz around. No, the jazz or the hover around. Hover rascals. Around. Rascal is what I'm looking for. Rascal. Rascal. Yeah. Uh, just like Star Trek, I was over two. Um, rascals, right? And they showed fucking two old bitches on the Grand Canyon. Yeah, they'd show them there, and and then they could take it to the. The yeah. Statue of Liberty, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one where there I'd always watch that infomercial. The girls the ladies tooling around in the lawn of the Statue of Liberty and it's singing, Now I'm free to see the world. It's like, No, you're not. You're stuck on the island of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just not submersible. <laughs> you ain't it's going nowhere. Double O seven car. You're free to die on the island of the Statue of Liberty. So the 800 number pops up on the screen. I pick up my cell phone at oh, the time. Oh, look out. So I, uh, the, my, so I pick up my cell phone, which is like a brick at this point. It's like a, a, you like a sprint. You actually had one then? Yeah, it has like an antenna that's like a CB antenna uh-huh. tied to the top. This is a, like the first cell phone. I had a cell phone so old that like people offered a dollar to use it when they wanted. Like, can I use your cell phone for a dollar? And call someone because like, I was knew. Like, the only they one of my knew the money. Yeah, I was the only one who had like this was when they were still minutes. charging long distance on cell phones. Oh, exactly. Right? Yeah, like all yeah. of it, all of it. So yeah, so I pick up that phone and I call my eight hundred number toll free. I hope on my cell phone um, at nights and weekends. And um, I like literally they call like you know thanks for calling. I don't know, you know can I help thanks you? For and I literally rascal. go can you, thanks for calling rascal. And I was like, can that shit really work on the Grand Canyon? <laughs> and they're like, what? And I was like, 
I'm going to really be able to ride this thing on the Grand Canyon. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, can I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. On the commercial, you guys show two old ladies driving on the Grand Canyon on these things. If I'm getting this thing, am I going on the, like, I want to go on the Grand Canyon in this. Like, I can't think of a better way to do the Grand Canyon than on this thing if it works there. <laughs> and they're like, I, we don't, I mean, are you interested in instructional video? And I was like, yes, yes. I'm interested in instructional video on the Rascal on how I'm going to be able to drive this on the Grand Canyon. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> the world's most glorious crevasse can be transversed by this tiny wheeled machine for old people with a basket on the front. <laughs> and so, like, well, we'll send you the video. I was like, great. So they did. We got this, we got this like, fucking, like, clunky VHS because they assume they know their market. They weren't going to send DVDs at this time. Yeah. This was a clunky-ass VHS. And then so from then on, whenever there's, there's two bits I did at All Life Parties, which, you know, committing to bits, so funny yeah, to me then. Now, I, what are you doing? Uh, one is that I would I would fill up the tub with water and I'd blow up a, I had this blow up shark and I'd put a shark in the bathroom. And then people would use the bathroom and come out and be like, there's a shark in your bathtub? And I'd go, there's a shark in the bathtub? And then I'd, I would tell everybody there's a shark in the bathtub. Be Run! careful. Run, yeah, yeah. So I would do that bit all night long. And then uh, uh, then uh, when no one was looking, I just pressed play and let the hover on video play on loop. Uh, not loop. I mean, I would rewind it and keep pressing play. Um, but it the was rascal like a, video. The rascal video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, hilarious. And so, and I would wait and I would just let it play until someone be like, "How long has this been on the television?" <laughs> and they just wouldn't realize <laughs> yeah. it was. They think it's a commercial for a minute, and then yeah, they're like, yeah, "Oh yeah. shit!" Like, has this been playing for hours and hours and hours? And <laughs> yep. Hours? Like, yep. On was, loop. My favorite thing was just to play the dual ladies of the Grand Canyon for a half hour at a time. So here's the thing. Yeah. Did you find out that it can? Uh, no, I, I stopped my investigative uh, quest. Do you remember that toy called the Animal? Yes. What about a hover around with animal tires? <laughs> Where the claws came out of the tires. Claws come out when it reaches an obstacle yeah. the, so they could go over a rock. There was a kid's toy that were the, the circular wheels, and then all uh-huh. of a sudden they had three claws pop out triangularly, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden this toy that you pushed anyway. Pretty much. I mean, you just turned it on and let it go. You turned it on and let it go. It but wasn't it exactly a remote control car. Yeah. It was an aim and fire car. <laughs> and it would... But this it, monster the animal, up, you'd be able to get up a, a hill that you wouldn't normally be able to get it up. It barely worked, but yeah. it was really cool gimmick that it shot claws out of its tires. <laughs> it. it was all about the claws. Yeah, and that sh- that Whoever technology pitched it originally didn't do it without claws. Like, like, and this will come out, and you can go up bigger hills. The technology should yeah. still be researched. <laughs> yeah, like now on tire claw cars. technology on regular cars, yeah. man. Oh. for all the people who pimp out their wheels by like lowering it or getting right? fancy rims, put some put three claws on that shit. Fuck undercoating i want tire claws <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah how much more three thousand fine do it I, done per tire done let's find a way i don't care if i can crawl onto the back of another car done <laughs> so lebron james is demanding <laughs> All right. lebron james is demanding <laughs> i forgot where we were yeah there's that me too uh uh max salary Max, max salary. salary. Yes. What does Max make? Well, Max salary is a shrewd businessman. <laughs> hey there, I'm Max salary. See, <laughs> he's demanding the maximum for his contract. He's never been the highest paid player in the NBA, and now he's saying, "Fuck it." After 11 years, I want to be the highest paid player in the NBA. Who is right now? Uh, Kevin Durant, I believe, is the highest paid player. Um, him or Carmelo Anthony, I believe, would is be he the, worth uh, it? Highest too. Uh, both uh, Kevin Durant definitely worth it. Carmelo Anthony maybe. 
Kind of worth it. But he actually just stopped that. He's going to try to get his contract somewhere else. So he made taking slight salary cuts in vogue to go into better teams. Like that that started happening all across the NBA. And now he's saying, I'm done with I'm that. done with losing money. And not that, but like everyone else opted out of their contracts to create the most salary space for the Miami Heat so basically they could all regroup. And now all of a sudden, LeBron's saying... He's throwing quite the monkey wrench into this. Big time. Big time. And as someone who's a LeBron hater, guess what? I love this. <laughs> I fucking love this. You feel like you feel like it's Cindy Lauper time. I see your true colors <laughs> exactly. shining through. I was like, this is true Hollywood Hulk Hogan time for me. <laughs> if my hero is going to become a villain, what was driving me crazy about LeBron James? Everyone being like, well, maybe he's still likable as a villain. No, no, no. Let him be the villain. Now I like him. He's like saying, "Fuck it. Maybe I will or won't win any more so championships." So you do like him. You, you have more appreciation for him now. I do. Because he's just coming out and being like, pay me all the yeah, money. Yeah, just pay me. Like, all right. I think he, I literally think he's saying, okay, I was going to try to win a bunch of rings and be the greatest of all time. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'll be one of the greatest. And, I, and, and at the end of the day, people won't remember the losses. They'll remember that I have two rings. That'll always be on my resume. Two-time NBA champion. That's great. Rest of it doesn't matter. Rest of it doesn't matter. And, and, and here's the thing. Behind the scenes... There's there's logic added into the equation that I believe was uh, uh, applied in the opposite way. Okay, so a long time ago, LeBron James was a primary investor in a company called Beats. Beats Be- by Dre. Beats by Dre. Mm. And now Beats by Dre just got bought by Apple. Right. So, so he's now, probably tripled his money. Right. And so everyone's saying he's making a ton of money outside of the NBA world. He probably uh, will take a pay cut just to stay in the NBA. He doesn't need the money from the NBA. He just needs it from there. That is shitty logic. Because when you go from being uh, someone who cares about being a professional athlete and your legacy and your image, and then all of a sudden you become a fucking businessman, where you're starting to realize that like, hey, when the, all the lights and all the glamour and everything go away, at the end of the day, you're either a fucking mogul or you're just walking around signing autographs at fucking basketball camps. LeBron James, I think, is saying, fuck it. NBA image or no NBA image, I'm going to become a business mogul. I'm going to become like Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be known for being a businessman instead of where, how I was primarily known in the first time. And I think he wants his max money because I think he just is all he's seeing now is the end of his career and business from here on yeah. out. Okay. Can't fault him that. No. That's the, I, that's, the, that's what I'm saying. So like, I, I'm into this. I'm, now I'm all ears on this. I still think he should ask for hats. <laughs> But I'm not a businessman. <laughs> like, there's a musical theater, you know, man in me that's really thinking of the song "Masquerade" from Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> and I'm thinking of basketball being this like regal masquerade mas- costume masquerade. 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 Wear a hat or a mask. Who is that? Is it LeBron? I don't know. Basquerade. <laughs> He's got some kind of mask on his face. Basquerade. Here's the tip. There's a tap. There's a feather in my cap. Here's a dunk. Basquerade. <laughs> Gatorade. Basquerade. <laughs> Basquerade. Basquerade. All right. Uh, Jock. No, nerd. Nerd me. you? Nerd me. All right. Hollywood pass is up in arms. <laughs> There's a real tiff going on this. this According week. to Jack versus Nerd, Hollywood never puts its arms down. Nope. Hollywood, <laughs> their arms are up. Well, they're heavy sweaters. <laughs> That's part of it. Hollywood and they has. Drive, a, they drive convertibles. They have the liberty. Of, they got those. They, they can put their hands right up. They got that. 
They got that medical issue deodorant. They got all kind of yeah. They use yeah. they use that whole prescription deodorant. <laughs> it's heavy duty stuff. They rub crystals. It, nothing yeah, takes. Nothing works. Nothing takes. Nothing works. I just read a thing on Facebook just to get way off. Yeah, let's go ahead. About how crystals are alive. <sighs> okay, thanks. Just like for was it in reference to just in general? No, nah, just it was all. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Was it like for like a so like we should like keep them as pets? I don't or know. I have no idea. You usually saw your no. Like, it was all it was all like psychic shit. It was yeah, like yeah. it's like and they can transmit emotions. No. Nope. Not. Sure can't. No, they God, can't. I hate everybody. Yeah, right. I know. I'm just like. Oh. I mean, if I if I'm mad at you and I see you walking below me and I drop a couch from two stories up to hit you, sure, that couch transferred emotion. Yeah, but it's not alive. But it's not alive. <laughs> um, Basquerade. Basquerade. <laughs> Crystals in different shades. <laughs> Psychically, I knew you're about to shoot a three. Basquerade. Um. Go ahead. So, so Hollywood's up Hollywood, Hollywood, yeah, up in arms. Sure, people are raising a stink uh, because they feel like numbers are getting fudged. Oh, yeah, fudgy numbers. Fudgy I know numbers. a little bit about that. <laughs> that was Olivia Newton John's first song after you handed her that microphone. This is going to be a real fudgy number. What am I going to sing a real fudgy number for you? <laughs> Give me just a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I can't just be fudgy numbers. <laughs> I'm not to be trusted. Where are my fingers? <laughs> I have nine. Just kidding. Whoops. Fudgy numbers. Fudgy numbers. Uh, and so, so what? Oh, right. Big opening. Do a lot of other studios and execs claim did a little with the fudgy numbers this weekend? Okay. Okay. So, big, and for bonus points, what is the? Uh, the target that the studio says this thing hit domestically and people are claiming foul. Interesting because, well, this makes a lot of sense that they would do that because movies that do well here then do well overseas. Well, this one's kind of the exception to the rule. Okay. It does way better overseas, always has, oh, which people shoot. don't really, so really get. Series, I hate that with my kid. I don't know what movies are out ever. Um, so it just opened up. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a big action franchise, mm. superhero franchise, kind of. Uh, God, my mind's blanking. The Purge, nope. no, not the Purge. And it's not Twenty Two Jump Street. No, come on, think about me. Dragon, How to Train Your Dragon. There's a, there's there's dinosaurs in it. Dinosaurs. Oh, uh, God, not Godzilla. Sort of dinosaurs. Not Godzilla. They're metal dinosaurs. Metal. What the fuck? What do I know? Do I not know this movie? You do. You just don't. I was, I was gonna say like metal dinosaurs. <laughs> you, you, you know this movie. I shouldn't just, need more clues than yeah, metal right. dinosaurs. No metal dinosaurs. It's not that many metal. I mean Transformers. There you go. So I was say Merchant Ivory did have a room with a view of metal dinosaurs come out this week, but uh, I think those numbers are fudged because <laughs> I don't even know that movie's out. Yeah, it's out. It hit this weekend, and they're claiming. You want to take a guess at how much you think they claim it made? They have to claim at least a hundred million. Precisely the number that they're putting out there. Yeah, and they've they've augmented that to be like a hundred million and like a couple thousand and change. To sh- to make it look less yeah. fudgy, just because to let you know the math is well exactly. Like we're really adding numbers here. We're not just going because all they said was like it made a hundred million. Yeah, and everybody's like, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. They're they're saying it's they're saying many experts are saying it's closer to ninety seven, which whoop de doo. But still, that's three million dollars. But it's 
it seems trivial to us, but I guess you no, know, three million dollars seems like a lot to us. Right, okay, <laughs> but in right, you're right, you're right. But no, percentage wise, three percent. Mm-hmm. But in Hollywood logic, it's a it's a make or break kind of situation for a lot of people's Absolutely. jobs. I guess sure they're looking at layoffs and this kind of thing, and they and they well, they, they have spend to half of that on advertising easily, and tie-ins and everything easily. alone. So they have to make this certain quota yeah. for that first weekend to really make it work. But people are saying they're they're really fudging the numbers a bit on this one. This is the one with Mark Wahlberg. Yep. Wow, mm-hmm. I can't believe that Mark Wahlberg and Transformers wouldn't carry a hundred million. It it did, yeah. But and 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 it's still it's still a big opening. Sure, it's still the biggest opening, right? Uh, but Captain America's right behind it, which gives me a little bit of hope because that, which I hear is great. Winter Soldier is so good. They say it's I, the best, just exceptional movie. Just I mean, just a good movie. You don't even yeah. have to like Captain America. Man, that's a good movie. That's okay. like the best movie. That's the best superhero movie I've ever seen. Right. Okay. According um, to Box Office Mojo, Transformers made um, about two hundred two million internationally. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Whatever it made domestically, uh, internationally, and that's what was interesting on NPR. They were talking about this a little bit too. This Transformers specifically, like it's they, the franchise has always made more overseas, right? Specifically in China, but this Transformers is really heavily tied into China. Like, there's a big segment going on in China. Okay. There's a lot of stuff. Like, they've catered a lot of this to the foreign audience. And that's why a lot of Americans don't The end of the movie has a, a fortune cookie. Yep. That's um, not a Chinese thing. It, no, it's an American invented Chinese exactly. thing. Exactly. That's fine. There. <laughs> there. You called me on my bullshit joke. But there is a robot. Are you com- happy, there Paul? is a robot Confucius. <laughs> <laughs> Robofucius. There's like... A hundred transformers that transform to a giant wall. Yep. <laughs> Where did it go? <laughs> I was on the trail of these Decepticons. Nice. That's Suddenly a good... they've disappeared. Where could they be hiding? There's no structures around here, save one gigantic wall. But surely transformers <laughs> don't turn into. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> there they are. Bumblebee, <laughs> cliff jumper, attack the wall. <laughs> That's a good optimist. Thank you. That's a good optimist. I love Peter Cullen. Yeah, he does great. great shit. But fuck this movie. <laughs> they made him say, "I'm gonna kill a human," which is just that's not Optimus Prime. He says, "Like I don't normally kill humans." But if I find out what humans are responsible for this, I will kill them. And I'm like, get out of here. That's not Optimus Prime. That's Megatron. Maybe. Megatron doesn't even usually say. Megatron, the worst he says in the cartoons is like, you human insects and stuff like that. (laughs) He doesn't like, I'm going to kill them all. (laughs) <laughs> and then here's Optimus Prime, the leader of the Autobots, yeah. savior of the universe. Get ready to die, human. <laughs> you had a good run. Taste my steel. <laughs> Not Optimus Prime. So who do you think would win in a battle then? Optimus Prime or Alan Iverson? Alan Iverson, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that was, that was a fine jock versus nerd. We went off topic. We were on topic just a little bit, like yeah. 1% of it, but that's mm-hmm. fine. And then uh, to throw another uh, monkey, almost literal monkey in the loop here. Oh. My, my nine-month-old is now in He's the studio. He's a monkey, all right. And now he'll, he, my, 
My my little son Kilo will be sitting in for uh, for scoop mail. Message for you, son. He can contribute. Yeah, absolutely. By swinging the microphone towards and away from he my keeps face. Keep smashing the mic <laughs> into your nose. <laughs> so first scoop mail today from Augie. Boys, you live in Vegas. It's summer. From now on, the first of you to mention it being hot must pay some sort of penalty. <laughs> That's true. Matt, you have to do a shot or something. Paul, you have to watch American Hustle from Augie. <laughs> P.S. Oh, the death metal jock versus nerd intro is strong to very strong. There you oh, go. Well, you're welcome. We, we, we didn't got even, it we, again. We, we, got yeah. you, we got it in there, Augie. We tried to help you out even without you knowing it. Got one today. Um... Did we did we didn't talk about it today, did we? We did not actually. So there we you go. Not. We're gonna leave so it alone. We won, but yeah, he's absolutely right that it's it's now July. We should stop talking about how hot it is in Vegas. Yeah, I'm that being said, it is really hot. It is exceptional crazy. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's not talk about it. You're right. It's All stupid right. hot. Though. Okay, nope. I mean, it is a heat wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No more talking. Uh, from Hugs Rock, guys, still loving the show and an ardent scoop. Want to pick up on a point you both briefly mentioned in the last show. You both seem to have anti-interventionist stances. I was wondering how far you take this view and if you would agree or disagree that there are some wars which need to be fought uh, in the case of genocide or crazy despots. As a Brit living in Germany and also a half-American who had family who fled the Armenian genocide, I am mindful that we already had appeasement once against the dictator and that turned into the second war. Where did that leave the Czechoslovakians? I abhor war. There is nothing worse than war. But surely there are things in our world that are so abhorrent that we need to fight against. When someone asked Diogenes, 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 I think, I think that's better, of Sinope where he was from, he said, I am a citizen of the world. I would like to think that we all are. And that is from Hugs Rock. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where, is he referencing... When we were talking about the uh, uh, scoop dog not wanting to confront his parents, I think so. Yeah, uh, but, there's a but then big beyond difference. that, I think. But beyond that, I think also just some, our general political stances. Yeah, we are we're we are wusses in life we're, and we're perspective. Dubbies. We're yeah. dubbies. Uh, I would say you know it, it it's a very hard line to draw. I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions as to what war sh- is worth fighting. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like for the most part. Our civilizations are becoming more evolved and more connected. Sure. To the point where if we take the time, we can rationally work out most of this stuff. Most like, of it. I'd like to think that you and I would be anti... I believe you and I, even in our most passive states, would be anti-genocide and speaking up against genocide. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. You don't, you don't turn a blind eye to every wrong. No. But at the same time, do you throw... You know, what's the line? Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know either, but I mean, like, uh, I don't think Scoop Rock's parents were, like, starting a movement to eradicate all atheists. I think I would have a different stance on this question from there. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's a tough call. I, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to the use of force in, in certain circumstances, but yeah, I don't know that in my lifetime I have seen a circumstance... Where that use that force has been properly. I mean, we, there's plenty of genocides going on that we are not intervening in. Absolutely. So, what I've seen is, I don't know. I've seen other stuff going down. I don't know. It's, but I'm not. I don't know. Is there a way to stop genocide without war? I I don't know. I don't know either. I certain. Yeah, it's. I think maybe he might be even talking about like cause I talk about, we talked about how Iraq is a mess that we don't understand, but it sure seems like we shouldn't have gone there. 
maybe he might be talking about that. And there is like things are heating up again. I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know either. There's a lot of it, it's a point by point thing. It's a case by case basis yeah. type of thing. But uh, I I think to speak just directly to his point, sure. I think both of us agree there are certain wrongs in the world that might at a certain point yeah. require military action. I can also tell you right now that as a podcast listener, you shouldn't get any kind of global treaty advice from Matt and Matt. Like <laughs> that, I'll tell you that much right now. I can th- thoroughly we agree are, with that. We, are, we should not be, like, even in like an argument, you should never be like, yeah. well, I heard on this podcast, like, don't even use us no, there. No, no, no. Don't even use us there. So, uh, yeah, we're, we do. We, we're Neither not, of us is speaking at the UN anytime soon. No way. I mean, if, if we did, it'd be like as a bit. Like but I, I but I appreciate the question and I appreciate yeah. your informed stance. Yeah, you made references that I don't even understand. So you, <laughs> I, I would actually more probably more likely just write you next time to ask you what you would do. There you go. There so, we yeah. go. Uh, next one from Jeff. I would love to be in the ice cream social fantasy football league for scoops and double scoops. Oh, Jeff. Or ICSFFLSDS. <laughs> <laughs> Jerseys with that printed on it. That is, you're in. I that like is it. In. I like it. You're in, Jeff. And I think I would be a valuable member of the league. Why, you may ask? Yes. Every league has that one person who spends every waking minute analyzing stats, following fantasy football blogs and shows, making trades every day, and goes undefeated and takes the championship. Well, I am not that guy. I prefer <laughs> to rely on just enjoying football, drafting the guys I like, and hoping for some dumb luck. Everyone needs to finish last and make some everyone else in the league feel better about their team. Well, and that guy can be me. Well, you're gonna have some stiff competition for last, I think, in this league, my friend Jeff. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a that's a that's a layup for you. I'm picking people based on their hats. So <laughs> Actually Jeff, stay tuned. We actually have a, a really good uh uh, uh follow up email from Steve who wants to organize our fantasy football league. And then we're gonna get into the next episode. I was gonna get into this episode, except my kid has taken over my computer he is and I cannot it. access it. He is, he is literally it. climbing he on is your computer. Climbing on my computer. So we will uh we will definitely get into the next episode. We'll be getting all over the uh the uh, our fantasy football league because Steve's got a great uh, wrench that Paul's gonna love and that Jacob and I are gonna pull our hair out. I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> to pull my hair out. Awesome. Uh, next next one up uh, from Moxie Fox. Uh, hey, guys. Listening to last week's ICS with the scoop mail about going into economy or improv, and it made me think about my situation. I'm 23 and still have not had a single job for various reasons thus far. I will, I will say it is not from lack of trying. When you guys are talking about shitty jobs you've done, I really can't help but to feel jealous and think I would happily take a shitty job on in a second, especially considering I'm hoping to move my girlfriend from New Jersey to California sometime this year. Might be a pipe dream at this point. If you can, I would happily take advice about how to get out of this rut and hopefully feeling like being a complete and utter loser failure at life. Yikes. Love, anxiety-ridden scoop, Moxie Fox. Oh, no fun. First of all, I didn't think it was possible to have a girlfriend without a job, so kudos to you there. Well done, Well Moxie. done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a tough one. I mean, you know, you don't think of all the questions we put out there, I think we might cause a little stir of the little pot. I didn't think asking people to talk about the shitty jobs would rub salt in anyone's wounds. Well, it gets it gets hard uh, the you know the longer you go without having a job. Yeah, the, the, absolutely. The uh, and then we should say also that you and I have gone long or gone through periods of time where we couldn't find work. Absolutely, and I it had does suck. Nine months of unemployment uh, a couple years and, back. And yeah. the answer is you would do anything to get to, to 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 get out of that rut. You would work the shittiest job just yep. to get out of it. So I don't. I, I think this most of it is me 
This is actually really is coming from me giving you shit for being a janitor. And that was wrong of me to job snob you. Not at all. Not at all. Um, I should be looking for better stuff. But at that time, in this town, there wasn't a whole lot of options. And it was an easy thing to get quickly. Um, but I'll say this about that job is that even though it was tough and even though it wasn't great, it paid my bills, kept me it kept me active, yeah, and it let it gave me the opportunity to find another job. Okay, and I this is always something that I've, I've believed it, it's easier to find a job when you've got a job. That is true. So get anything, even if it's like five hours part time somewhere. Yeah, something that just gets you out of the house. Get you started because you're going to start to meet other people. You're going to start to make connections. I know it sucks, but at this point, if you're that desperate about it, don't feel like you're trapped. Don't get scared about it. Just get something. Yeah. Because right now, anything's better than nothing. And I mean, like even a McDonald's job, any kind of thing, nothing wrong with that. Get a job where you can just actually just go in, clock in, get a little bit of a paycheck. Something's better than nothing kind of situation. And through that, through connections... Through talking to people and networking, that's where you'll start to, to grow out. That's, that's the my opinion. I have definitely in the past and, and been unsuccessful and it is awkward, but I've done it and I would do it again and I will do it again, I'm sure, in my lifetime. You, I, you lean on people for jobs. Yep. You just make it known. You put it out on social media. You put it out in conversation. You, if you are talking to people, you should not, not in like a, uh, you know, keep your emotions in check. Just say quite frankly and in generally, like I'm definitely looking for work right now. Hey, if any of you guys hear anything, I'd love to follow up on anything just to get working. Mm -hmm. um, and you'd be surprised. Like there's always kind of snowballing connections, but just don't be afraid to make it known that you're looking for work. Don't be embarrassed that right. you need a job. No, no, no loss of pride no. in asking for employment. There are guys that I've come to almost growling in a very low status way. And then we are still friends now. They never bring it up. We're fine. And, mm -hmm. and you'd be surprised like relationships are fine with that and in general like people want to help you out yep. now that being said also going into a job like uh, uh, don't act like uh, they're doing you a favor by hiring you mm -hmm. just be honest with yourself if you really want to go to work and you have a good work ethic and you want to learn how anything is done you're willing to learn the rules then you're already a good person you're in good shape yep uh, uh, do go into an interview like you're a hard worker and that it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Mm -hmm. And it will I'm going to work hard for you. You're going to you're going to rely on me. I'm a reliable person. That's super. That that would be another key to that as well. Oh, wear pants. Wear pants in an, in the interview. So you might you might have just cracked the nut right there. You might <laughs> just figured it right out. That's, that's, that's solid advice. Moxie's been going pantless to yeah. all of her yeah, interviews, so and now now the puzzle is solved. <laughs> that's solid. <laughs> Uh, hey guys, this is from Scott. Hey guys, I wrote you a couple of weeks ago about naming my soon-to-be-born son Murray. Oh, that's right, yeah. We got Scott who wanted to name his kid Murray. I am writing you this note to say thanks. The magic of ice cream social convinced my wife that it's a good choice. No fucking Murray way. will be born in just four weeks. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That the thing a... that really cemented the deal was Paul singing "Yummy, Yummy, Yummy." I got love in my tummy as Murray, Murray, Murray. That's a great name for a baby. <laughs> oh my god! Our four-year-old heard that and now sings it all the time. <laughs> my wife's name is Annie, and we're both big fans of the show. Thanks so much for doing this podcast. We both look forward to new episodes every week, and thanks for helping end our baby name dilemma. Yeah. I've been on a Murray campaign for months now, and you guys sealed the deal. Scott am, the Scoop. I am fucking psyched. That's awesome. World policy, 
keep us out of it. Baby names? We're on we're it. We're on it. <laughs> we're on it. That's where you want to be coming so to the Scoop Social. Send us more baby name questions. <laughs> Let's keep it out of the political realm a little bit. Right. I mean, we'll, we'll answer whatever you got, yeah. but... You know, you're going to be happier with the results of the baby name questions, clearly. <laughs> That's great. Good. Cool. No, Murray's a great name. Yeah. Yeah. For a middle name, I hope it's I love that. I love that little four-year-olds are going around singing my, my goofball Murray songs. That's wonderful. That's also adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, t- if you have a video, we want vi- if you have a video of a four-year-old singing that song, we want That'd it. That'd be awesome. Oh, we yeah. love it. Uh, here's one from Kevin. Just wanted to say that you guys remain one of the highlights of my week. I listen to your podcast at work, and it makes the long hours of tedium bearable. I'd go into that for your shitty jobs fetish, but I think it will be hard for me to top burning poop in Iraq. <laughs> that's that a good point. That's just one. true. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair point. Fair point. Anyways, I, I, I love think the of com- it as a fetish, but I guess it is a fetish <laughs> of ours. Anyway, I love the com- concept of figgity fuck and using variations on that theme for cursing in general. However, I do have some modifications to the two that I want to propose. Oh, nice. Let's do it. First off, alliteration is key. Figgity fuck works, and I think that figgity fuck works, and I think that fuggity fuck works even better. Okay. Okay. But while figgity shit does sound amusing, get that alliteration <laughs> in there. Uh, goggity goddamn magic. Shiggity shit? Shiggity shit, mm-hmm. as the kids will soon be saying. Shiggity go. shit's pretty good. A question for Paul now. I'm curious if All you right, play I'll any tabletop games. I'm yes. curious if you play any tabletop games. I know that you said you played, and the rest of the email got cut off here. Oh, okay. Oh, oh no. Shit. So, uh, tabletop games, Paul. Go. Uh, yeah, well, I, uh, I wish I knew the rest of the question, but I'll, 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 uh, I dipped my toe in uh, Pandemic. That's I not a good that. way to play. you got to use your hands. All right. Pandemic is a great tabletop game. Um, I play Catan on my Xbox a lot more than I actually play the physical version, but I have Settlers of Catan. I also have Star Trek Catan, of course. Uh Great games. Um, I love Risk. I still love Risk. I bought the new Risk. Uh, oh, what is it called? Oh, there's a special name for it. I haven't played it. I have a bunch of board games. This is you're talking about guilty. Yeah. I have a bunch of board games that I've bought in anticipation to play with other friends, and I haven't had the night to set. I got to set up a board game night. Okay. Because this get this Risk game yeah. is so badass. It. Uh, the board, all right, so you've played Risk before, yes. right? You, you've played Risk, right, Jacob? Okay. So in Risk, you take over territories, your wars throughout the whole world. Your objective is to conquer the whole world. In this version of Risk, Risk Renegade, I think it's called. I don't know. Anyway, when you conquer a territory, if you're the first person to conquer that territory, you get to name that territory, all right? Yeah. So you're playing this with a pack of like three or four people that are going to play for 15 weeks in a row or so, right? You're going to run 15 campaigns. Things stay consistent. The board gets affected. You draw on the board, right? You write. You can write. You, this can be Ask Afghanistan. It can be Fart Town. It can be Paul's favorite place. Whatever you want to write, right? Mm-hmm. You get to name all the places. If you use certain kinds of like nuclear attacks, that land becomes irradiated and causes damage to your armies in future games as well. Are we playing the game right now? Basically, yeah. <laughs> After you get we ran out of scoop mail music. That's how long this explanation is for this game. <laughs> anyway, that's a really great one. Probably one of my favorite all-time board games is a little game called Tabloid Teasers. Okay. And Tabloid Teasers, uh, I went I went and found a version on uh, Amazon, uh, a used copy. Or not a used copy. It was a new copy. Anyway, 
classic game. It's basically Balderdash. You guys have played Balderdash? Yeah. So Balderdash, you come up, there's a, there's a word, and everybody has to come up with a definition for it. Tabloid Teasers is kind of like Balderdash, except with um, uh, headlines from, uh, what do you call it? Sensationalist paper rags. What do you call those things? Like tabloid stuff? Yeah, tabloid. Yeah. Oh, what do you call them? <laughs> God, I'm so stupid today. I thought you were reaching for another term besides tabloid. Nope, I was reaching for tabloid. All right, the lot I could help. Oh, my brain. Yeah, the game Tabloid Teasers, it's all about those things. What are those encyclopedia <laughs> books called? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> my brain is melting. Um, so Tabloid Teasers basically gives you a headline, a real headline from a weekly world news or whatever, and then you fill in the blanks. And there's, you know, the actual stuff, and then everybody just gets to guess, and it's really, really fun. That's, All right. That's probably my favorite board game. All right. Well, uh, And then, of course, Cards Against Humanity. Cards Against Humanity is really the great. The best. I love that game. Not really a board game, but super Still, good. Super best, good. The best, the best. So much fun. All right. Well, thank you, Scoops, for writing in. And I want to thank uh, Jacob, our audio guy. Woohoo! Uh, and as well, Scoop Mail uh, correspondent as well. I want to thank my son, Keeler, for shoving my microphone and dancing on my computer. Uh, I want to thank the Inspire Theater for having us uh, out here to record. Uh, I want to thank Pendulette for creating this thing. I want to thank Tony Longworth for his music. I want to thank Nick for his music. I want to thank Ace for his illustrations. And uh, we have a lot more coming up in the next episode. What was that? What was that, buddy? And um, uh, we might—we actually have my. Go ahead. What do you, who do you want to thank? Who do you want to thank? You want to thank? You want to thank Similac? Um, all right. And uh, uh, I want to thank my partner, Paul Mattingly. I want to thank my partner, Matt Donnelly. And follow Paul at the famous Paul. Follow Matt at Sweet Matty D. And of course, thanks to Jacob, our audio guy. Yeah. Next up, we'll be interviewing an a illustrator, animator, and brother of mine in town from Vermont. Rob Donnelly is here. And then uh, we'll get into some more uh, scoop mail because we have a big breakdown for the uh, <laughs> really crazy breakdown for our fantasy football. I league. can't wait to hear it. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, keep running in those scoop mails and uh, keep listening and subscribing and telling folks about the Ice Cream Social. Thanks for pushing us, guys. We love it so much. Adios. Fantasy basketball hat league. <laughs> and masks. Fantasy masks. Yeah. Masquerade. Anyone with Photoshop skills, I want masks Basquerades. on basketball players. I want masquerade. Masquerades. Beautiful, elaborate masks on yeah. basketball players <laughs> that fit their personality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>